In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Letdowns in political history. Yeah. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real fight. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, 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 hello. Welcome, welcome. You are locked and loaded right here. On Live from America, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show. Back in the studio, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing and an honor to be here. I'm sorry for the, uh, for the delay this morning. You know, it's, a, it's, it's trying to you know, clean off the rust after being gone for four or five days uh, and back in studio. But we're back. We're here. I want to give a big shout-out and a big thank you to Mr. Mike Crispy for filling in for me while I was gone. Did he do a good job, folks? I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that said, well, we loved Mike. He's not Jeremy, but we loved Mike. Well, Mike is Mike, and Jeremy is Jeremy. So having said that, please let me know in the comments section how uh, Mike Crispy did, if you enjoyed his commentary, if you will watch his show, Unafraid, coming next week, right here on Live from America, and he will follow my show. So as soon as I get done, there'll be a 10-minute break, and then right in to his show, Unafraid. I'm super, super pumped. Very glad to have him. I just want to let you guys know that I had a much-needed, much-needed mini-vacation away with my family. Um... Bumblebee Patriot says, I got to be honest, I didn't watch Friday's show. How come? How come? Did you watch it just because he was here or because you were doing something? If you watched it just because I was gone, or if you didn't watch it just because I was gone, I urge you to go back and watch it. Great show. He did a great job. Mike was outstanding. Thank you very much. We'll let him know. Um, 
Tom said, not a fan of Crispy. Well, there you go. We've got all sides. Um, Mike did really great. Yes, we'll watch him on LFA TV. Uh, without Jeremy, really wasn't interested. Well, that would mean that we, I, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the sentiment. But you got to understand, if that was the case, you wouldn't watch anybody else, right? Not uh, Tucker or anybody. Uh, Mike did great. He was wonderful to watch. Well, thank you guys very much. Let's get right into what I was going to do for the cold open this morning. Obviously, it's not really a cold open anymore uh, because I, I came on and addressed everybody first. But we've got to, uh, we've got to go to this, this clip that happened uh, over the weekend while I was gone. And, uh, and it's gonna, we're going to go into, um, well, we're going to go right into Brian Stelter saying goodbye for his final time on CNN. So let's go ahead and go to that clip now if we could. Here we go. <clears throat> Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Oh, no. My bad. Wrong soundbite. Or was it? <laughs> hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. No, here we go. This is really the clip. Here we you go. Know, this is a really, really unusual day. TV networks rarely have a show like this, a show all about the media. And networks, even more rarely, cancel a show but still let it have one more live episode. I don't know if I've ever seen this happen before, okay? So here we are, together in a super strange situation. So let's talk about it, okay? <laughs> Not strange for us. The phenomenal Reliable Sources producing team has been working around the clock on this special hour ever since Thursday. No one from CNN management has reviewed my script ahead of time. They have no idea what I want to say. And as the control room very well knows, I typically go off script anyway, so I want to thank a few people and then tell you what's on my mind. Okay. First, I want to thank my wife. Uh, this is a selfie that she snapped on the very first day. The very first day I had the honor of posting this show. That was right before we were about to get married, um, before all the kids, before all the craziness. But every Sunday I was here with you, my home team was working too. So thank you, Jamie. And, and to my kids, my amazing kids, you know, sometimes I see, it feels like the only time they ever really want to play with me at home is when I'm running out the door to work. You don't run at all. <laughs> They're going to be in a surprise this week. You don't run right? anywhere. Look at... <laughs> thank you to Jeff Zucker for believing in me, for having the back of this organization for so many years. For having my back through everything, even through the death threats. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you Thank got you to Amy and Tellus for calling me that day and asking me a trial for reliable sources. Thank you to Andrew Morse for letting me expand the Sunday show into a newsletter and a podcast. Watch, he thanks the guy that fired him. And, this might sound weird, but thank you to CNN's current boss, Chris Licht, for letting us say goodbye. <laughs> thank you to everyone at CNN Business for digital leadership. Thank you to my hero of an executive producer, Jonathan Auerbach, and the producing team that makes this possible. Jamie, Diane, Eden, April, I will do whatever I can to help you all in the future. Thank you to the technical staff, the show engineers, the editors, the directors, the operators, the You are CNN's sources of strength. And we need Some of you know I've been a media I just like writing about it. I know this is going to sound like BS, but I actually thought I did to be. I am just that kid who loves television and loves the internet. Oh, I bet you do. And thinks that these are incredibly powerful forces in our society and believes that we need to interrogate that power and face it head on and figure out how to make these tools work for us and not against us. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. That's what reliable sources have been about. It's documented and dissected the changing media world for 30 years. 
I mean, we're living through an era of dizzying change. We have supercomputers in our pocket. Oh. We are all members of the media now. That's probably the biggest well, change that's happened well, while this you, show is on the you media. aren't anymore. By the way, that's why I flew me to say the media is the enemy of the people. The media is the people. Yeah. People are flawed and opinionated and curious and hopeful and believing in accountability. Sure. And that's the watchword here. Sure. Accountability. Sure. So this show's going away, but there's going to be so many more. We need to have room for media criticism and debate and discussion, and we will. So much of the media ecosystem in 2022 is garbage, but so much of it yeah, is spectacular. It is. No, the hard it's not. part is sorting out the treasure from the trash. Oh, right here's treasure. You're trash. These are thorny, complicated things. I know I didn't never had all the answers. I didn't even always have all the questions. <laughs> but it was the gift it. of a lifetime. You don't even have a show. These issues on international television with the backing of CNN. <laughs> here's what I do know. I know it's not partisan to stand up for decency and democracy and dialogue. It's not partisan to stand up to demagogues. It's required, it's patriotic. Patriotic. We must make sure we don't give platforms to those who are lying to our faces. But we also must make sure we are representing the full spectrum of debate and representing what's going on in this country and in this world. All right, well he That's goes on, you CNN know what? CNN needs to be strong. That's why CNN needs to be strong, he said. And we'll keep fighting. Yeah, they will, you won't. They, they'll keep fighting, but you won't. Mr. Potato Head, and I've got brand new news, folks, breaking news right now. Guess who else is getting fired? Don Lemon and Jim Acosta, they're also on their way out the door. That's not just me saying, I hope they get fired. No, 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 no. That's me saying Jim Acosta and Don Lemon are also getting fired, ladies and gentlemen. Are we not happy to see this now? Live from America was very, 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 very humbled and gracious, really, to be able to get this footage. But I do have exclusive footage. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, exclusive footage. Exclusive footage of Mr. Potato Head after he said his farewell on CNN after getting fired and going home. Check this out. I'm home. Where's that wife that I took a selfie no. with on the day I was hired? Sweetie. Mm. No! But you're a potato. <laughs> the light, crispy taste of Lay's potato. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, was exclusive footage. Nobody has that footage except for Live from America and YouTube, where I got it. But that, <laughs> gentlemen, is just a good way to smile on this beautiful Monday morning year of our Lord, 2022, where you're locked and loaded with your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, coming from the hip-hop state, ladies and gentlemen, of New Hampshire. Is it ever noticed, no, no, yeah, known as a hip-hop state? Well, it is now, because the hip-hop patriot is here. Thank you for letting me do this job for you five days a week, twice a day. It's truly an honor. And uh, I'm very, very, very grateful. And I'm very happy to find out that Don Lemon and, Chris, and uh, Jim Acosta are also being fired. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to help a Slurp Fund recipient today. It's about two months old. But I, like I said, if we could help every Slurp Fund recipient out, then we would not uh, have any that are backed up. But we are going back to June 23rd to give some uh, love, some support, and some financial help, if we can today, to Jennifer Lawson. Jennifer Lawson watches the Live from America show. She is a Live from America family member. 
and we did miss uh, getting her a birthday. I believe we gave her a birthday shout out that day, but I did uh, being able to grant a slurp fund wish is a little late. Greetings, Jeremy. I was wondering if I could get a birthday shout out on June 27th. Well, happy belated. Uh, Jennifer, I have, I have not celebrated my birthday in 20 years this year, especially it's tough. You see, I'll be 60 years old and have no family or friends to share it with. It's just my husband and I against the world. I'm struggling with some health issues like so many others. And I have extensive dental work done, but it will take years to get it done financially as it is. I've already had to pull one of my own teeth out in the front and I look so ugly. I also live with chronic pain for the last 17 years. I have I also have to get back surgery, but thankfully, I do have medical insurance through my husband to do that. My husband works so many hours as a hospital maintenance engineer to keep us afloat. I miss him every day. I used to work in nursing and spent my whole adult life and personally and professionally helping others. Let's just say it's going to be a very rough year for us. My prayer birthday wish is to have some good news, some awesome news. The rumor mill is that big things will happen on the 27th. I have been researching and walking, waking people up for five years now, with, uh, which explains no family and friends, but honestly, I'm frankly exhausted like so many. I have to say, though I have never been more at peace and learning to get right with God and finding the spiritual journey and struggle and blessing, always work in progress. Thank you for all you do and your staff for We the People. You, your show brings me peace of mind and keeps the devil at bay. Jennifer Lawson. Jennifer Lawson, we are going to release... $400. Eli, please write this down. $400 from the Slurp Fund today for Jennifer. We're going to give a birthday shout out to Jasper as well. I know this is a belated birthday present for Jennifer. Jennifer needs help. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can find it in your hearts to rumble rant for Jennifer today, uh, we will, unless specified otherwise, be donating all money today to Jennifer and her husband for their continued fight here and their continued uh, rough path that they're trying to get through with this Biden economy. God bless you, Jennifer. We love you. And we're going to sing happy birthday to not only Jennifer for it's a belated birthday, but also to Jasper. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jennifer and Jasper. Happy birthday to you. Big shout out to Jasper for his fifth birthday today. And big shout out to Jennifer again, ladies and gentlemen. Rumble rants unless specified otherwise. And any donation on JeremyHarrell.com will go to Jennifer again unless specified otherwise. Please find it in your uh, hearts to help out today, folks. All right, let's get to the Lord's Prayer this morning. We had good news. We had a laugh. It's time to get serious. It's time to get to the Lord's Prayer. As I have titled today's newsletter, Having Hope Requires Patience and Vice Versa. Again, Having Hope Requires Patience and Vice Versa. I said, hello, how are you today? I am so happy to be back in the saddle again. I love my family time, but miss my LFA family so very much. Listen, quick PSA before the newsletter. Mike Lindell is getting attacked again after his major event this weekend. They will not stop until my pillow is bankrupt and gone and Mike 
Lindell is absolutely broke, just like they're trying to do to this show. You know what that means, and you know what we do when that happens, folks. I myself am spending $100 today out of my personal finances to help Mike Lindell. So let's do what we can. Maybe start Christmas shopping early and show them what happens when one of our own is attacked. You can use my promo code LFA, or you can use other people's promo codes. That is not the message today. The message today is to help Mike Lindell out. So go to MyPillow or MyStore.com today and help him. Now, Verse of the day, Romans 8, 24 and 25. Please grab your Bibles, flip to the New Testament towards the very end, Romans 8, 24 and 25. Listen closely. For in this hope we are saved, and now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience Have you ever heard the phrase, patience is a virtue? How about good things come to those who wait? You ever heard those before? Where do you think that comes from, folks? It comes from the Bible, like everything else in our world. Sure hope equals strong patience. Think about that. Sure hope equals strong patience. If you know what you are waiting for, if you know what you are in hopes for, well, then you'll have strong patience. Athletes are some of the most patient people in the world, folks, especially Olympic athletes. Think about it. They train every waking moment to compete once every four years. They sacrifice their summers as a child. They sacrifice their recreation time with friends. They sacrifice parties and events. They work overtime to hone their skills in order to have hope that they will win the prize. They have to deny themselves things that most people take for granted every day. They have to eat less, eat better, sleep more, and deprive themselves of everything their friends are engaging in just so they can have hope in winning the prize in the end. Well, a Christian's life is like that too, folks. We have to run the race smart. We have to deprive ourselves of everything that most people indulge in to please the flesh. Believers without any hope are like trained athletes that do not expect to win the prize in the end. There would be no reason to do it. Hope is everything. Jesus gives us hope because of what he sacrificed for us. That hope is beautiful. That hope is precious and should guide us to live like Christ in order to partake in the sacrifice that is needed to build the hope of seeing our salvation in the end. So, having hope requires discipline focus, and patience, and vice versa. We thank Jesus for guiding us daily and giving us the hope that is needed for the salvation that he purchased for us. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Let's remove our hats, folks, as we just crossed the 4,000 mark on Rumble, and let's say the Lord's Prayer with hope and patience. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from all evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. There is nothing outside kingdom and power and glory. There is nothing outside of God's word. And there is nothing outside of the hope that Jesus paid for with his blood in our ultimate salvation in the end. If you believe everything that comes from the word of God, and if that resonates with you today, do me a favor and copy the link here on Rumble. Share it with all your social media platforms. Share it in direct messenger and do the same thing on Getter. Repost that thing like your life depends on it, ladies and gentlemen. Live from America will always spread the gospel before anything else. And I'd like to thank God for this show today. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. Let's get to the first and foremost section. Please lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp of the day. Major money coming in in the slurp fund, and I want to thank you all very much. Thank you to JL... Uh, Jennifer, I'd like to just say, I don't want to, I know your real name, so I'll say your real name. Thank you to Tom S1964. Thank you to Mocha Powered. Thank you to Billiam75. Half of it for Eli to keep him. Majogo Jennifer Fund. Thank you very much. Brian02424. Thank you. Um, Marjorva27. Thank you. Patriot Donnie. That man loves his life from America family like no other. Nancy Brewer, thank you very much. Cal Oween, thank you very much. Lucille Wynn, God bless you. D-S-U, Cow, God bless you. Um, N. Fristed, thank you very much. Miss Kameed, thank you very much. Mary 550, Eagle Fight, Miranda Dolan, and Nolan Wallace, God bless you for your love for the Slurp Fund. We've got 4,200 people, folks. 5,000 has not been achieved but one time in the last six months. Let's see if we can do it. Here we go. Trump's endorsement record, folks, is 209 to 17. Not quite 99% like this hat says, but very close. And I have a feeling that President Trump's new endorsements moving in through the midterms are going to push him back up to that 99% record. Remember, folks, you can't beat Trump. Trump is the Republican Party. If anybody says the word GOP or the acronym GOP, what they really mean to say is Trump's Republican Party. It is no longer the GOP. It is Trump's Republican Party, meaning that it is a MAGA party. It is not the grand old party. It is not the Republican Party of your grandmother and your grandfather or even your father and your mother. It is the MAGA Republican Party of 2022. Like it or love it, that's what it is. And Trump's endorsement record will remain in the 90% and climb even higher as MAGA's voice is spreading so very loud. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can't beat Trump. His endorsement record, 99%. His impeachment record, 100%. Let's get into the story on Trump. As his endorsement record rises to 209 to 17. President Trump, he remains the strongest force in American politics, by the way, folks. He remains and will be the strongest force in American politics for years to come. Why? Because even Ron DeSantis is a MAGA-style governor, period. Trump has enshrined his political power in our Republican Party, and that's why it's a new republic, Republican Party. After Harriet Hagman defeated Liz Cheney on Tuesday by a whopping nearly 40 points, which is unheard of for an incumbent, especially... In a Republican state, Trump's updated endorsement record has become 209 to 17. Five candidates, 
backed by President Donald J. Trump, won their primary races in Wyoming and Alaska Tuesday night, growing his overall endorsement record. Perhaps the biggest win for Trump in the year's election cycle came Tuesday night when Harriet Hagman thumped incumbent Liz Cheney from Wyoming in the congressional race. Cheney's impeachment, Cheney, excuse me, an impeachment Republican in the House of Representatives and vice chair of the January 6th uh, Select Committee and once the third in charge of our entire Republican Party did not even come close to her challenger because of her, her turning her back, her backstabbing, her traitor-like uh, qualities of Donald Trump and this party. Trump has backed candidates to make sure rhinos do not return to Congress. And I told you last week that eight out of 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump in the House have either lost their primary election or decided not to run again because they understand that they are a failing and dying breed. The other two advanced in their general election primaries. Three-term Representative Cheney became the eighth out of the 10 Republicans who voted for Donald Trump's impeachment to either retire or be defeated by party rivals endorsed by President Donald J. Trump. And Representative Peter Maher of Michigan was defeated by Trump-backed John Gibbs. Representative Tom Rice of South Carolina was trounced by more than 25 points by Trump-endorsed state Representative Russell Fry and Representative Jamie Herrera-Butler of Washington lost a narrow primary election to Joe Kent, who was also supported by President Donald J. Trump. The only two to advance the general, to, uh, to the general election and primary battles are Representative Dan Newhouse of Washington and Representative David Vallado, uh, excuse me, of California. More winning for the antidote to media bias, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is check out Live from America on Real America's Voice News and we'll always give you the most Honest and true updated uh, news, especially when it comes to this new Republican Party. Do not be fooled. Do not be duped, ladies and gentlemen. There is no Republican Party outside of Donald J. Trump, period. There is no power in the Republican Party outside of Donald J. Trump. And the Democrats know that, which is why Liz Cheney, the disgraced loser from Wyoming, has decided that she's going to promise two things. Number one, she's still making waves and causing damage in the January 6th political unselect committee, and she vows to continue that. She also vows to go after, in the future, all Trump-backed candidates moving forward. That's going to be her new loser job. Folks, remember when I told you that these GOP rhinos are so out of touch that they are so arrogant that they think that there's a political future for them outside of basically our hostile takeover of the Republican Party? How can it be that these people are so lost? How can it be that they are so confused that they think that there is still a structure that exists without we the people? But that's what these uniparty Democrat and rhino elites think. They think that they have built a system that they don't need we the people uh, and we the people support, backing, and even votes to continue their political agenda. And Liz Cheney proved that with her two Washington promises. Cor Excuse me, stop that. Her two promises, ladies and gentlemen, is to continue to wreak havoc on Donald Trump as long as she's in the January 6th Unselect Committee and 
after that, go after and do everything she can to stop Trump-backed candidates. Let's go to that video now. Correspondent Jonathan Carl, who will be hosting this week later on this morning. John, good morning. Always great to see you. So let's start with your exclusive interview with Congresswoman Liz Cheney after her primary defeat. Here's what she told you about her plans for the future. So this is obviously not the end. This is a new beginning for you. You're starting <laughs> nice this way to rebrand it. Uh, what can you tell us? What are you going to do? Also, uh, I'm going to be very focused on working to ensure that we do everything we can um, not to elect election deniers. I think that they, we've got election deniers that have been nominated for really important positions all across the country. Uh, and I'm going to work against those people. I'm going to work to support their opponents. I think it matters that much. Will you be getting involved in campaigns against those Republican candidates that are challenging or denying the results of the election? Yes. Well, there you including go. Including your Republican colleagues here in Congress. Yes. So, John, how far does Cheney plan to take this fight against some of her Republican colleagues? And, and could it include a possible presidential run? Well, first, in terms of the midterms, she made it very clear that, that she will be going against her Republican colleagues in the House and that she does not believe that Kevin McCarthy is fit to be the next Speaker of the House. She so, told me that explicitly. As for so that's weird. She She's going to be going against her fellow Republicans in the House to take down any Trump-backed candidates. And notice she said any election deniers. So that means anybody questioning the 2020 race, she will work with the Lincoln Project and major donors. By the way, she's like got $50 million now. She had $7 million when she was elected. She's got like $50 million now. She's going to use that wealth, those connections, to stop all Trump-backed candidates. And here's the weird part. The rhinos hate Kevin McCarthy as much as the non-rhinos hate Kevin McCarthy. Really, she's got a bone to pick with Kevin McCarthy because he's actually uh, was the one that was responsible for kicking her out of leadership. But that just goes to show you how much Kevin McCarthy is hated. He's hated by both people. Now, we've got big breaking news, big, big breaking news. This was not part of the show today, but it is breaking news. Tony Fauci will step down in December. He is resigning. Tony the Rat Face Fauci, breaking news just now, will step down in December. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me get this straight. CNN Plus, gone. Don Lemon, about to be gone. Jim Acosta, about to be gone. Potato Head, gone. Jeff Zucker, gone. Chris Cuomo, gone. Andrew Cuomo, gone. Eight out of, uh, eight out of 10 Trump election impeach, or, uh, impeachment voters, gone. Look at, ladies and gentlemen, look what we're doing. We are running the table on these losers. We are running the table on these losers so badly, so badly that they have no idea what to do. They, that is why they did the preemptive strike and the preemptive raid on Donald Trump's home that they shouldn't have done. They're scared out of their britches and they have no answer for it. No answer for it. And, these, and what they're doing, like Tony the Ratface Fauci, he's trying to run for the hills. The same way those 34 incumbent Democrats are trying to run. But guess what? You can run, but you can't hide. Bannon says preserve your documents and I say preserve your health. Because we want you to die in federal prison. And you will. And you will. Because we will legally indict you, we will legally um, convict you, and you will die in prison for your crimes against humanity, you scumbag loser. And same thing with uh, Liz Cheney. She will also go down, ladies and gentlemen, for her treachery. She's already losing everything. Let's make her go broke. You go woke, you go broke. Now, we've got a... Uh, 
We've got another segment here on Live from America that we've been really, really hammering home, and that is in this big fight. And it's not just our fight, folks. It's everybody's fight. It's Donald Trump's main fight was to get rid of rhinos, and that's exactly what we've been doing, and that's why we have a whole segment right now um, here on Live from America that is rhino hunting. Let's skip to that, and let's go some, do some rhino hunting right now, shall we, folks? Let me take off my headphones because you know what's coming. I'll make you famous. I started, like, I started saying it instead of doing the sound bite because I actually like to say it. But we've got a rhino to take down, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a rhino to take down, and, he, and he's from the state of Kentucky. And he's a Republican. Yes, he's a rhino. And his name is Andy Barr, Republican from, Republican representative from Kentucky. He is a rhino. If you did not think that Andy Barr was a rhino, ladies and gentlemen, let me break it down for you. This man is definitely a rhino. Let's go to this, um, if we can, let's go to this scene of Andy Barr on Meet the Press where he's talking about how real Republican voters and, um, are not concerned with January 6th and they're not con- with the committee and they're not concerned with the election of 2020. This is Andy Barr in his own words saying real Republicans are not concerned about what happened in 2020. Do you agree with her warnings and concerns? Well, I, th- I think it goes to show that, uh, and the election outcomes in a lot of these primaries, it goes to show these congressional seats do not belong to politicians in Washington. They, these seats belong to the American people, and there is a massive, massive disconnect between the priorities of politicians in Washington and the concerns of the American people. I've been back in my district uh, in urban Kentucky, Mount Sterling, Kentucky, in, in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, Richmond, Kentucky, over the last several weeks, and not once, not once have any of my constituents, Republican or Democrat, talked about uh, the 2020 election, January 6th, the committee in Washington, or any of these issues. They're, they're talking about not being able to afford yeah. putting food on the table, putting gas in their trucks, and, and not being able to, 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 uh, to, to see their grandson again because he died of a fentanyl overdose because we don't have control over our southern border. That's nice what the American point, people loser. care about. And politicians who obsess about the past are not in touch with the American people. That's why the Democrats it sounds, it sounds like are going to lose this election big time. So here, you hear what he said, folks? His exact words. Now, once have any of my constituents talked about the 2020 election and then finished off with politicians who obsess about the past are not in touch. And then he peppered in stuff in there that are actual talking points about the southern border and fentanyl. But do you see how these rhinos do it? You see how they hide their treachery? You see how they do this? They put real facts inside, sandwiched in between lies. All my constituents aren't concerned about the 2020 election. They're concerned about gas prices and how they're going to put food on the table. Where the hell do you think that that concern comes from, you moron? Where do you think that that concern comes from? Possibly from a stolen election? What the heck is wrong with these people? How are they so stupid that they don't understand basic stuff? Well, my constituents, they're not really concerned very much with, uh, with the election of 2020. If there wasn't a bogus election of 2020, then we wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing now, Andy Barr. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. 
Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to that rhino Andy Barr from Kentucky. Yes, we are very much concerned with the election of 2020. We are very much concerned with a stolen election. And he says politicians who obsess over the past are not in touch. You're not in touch. And that's exactly the Liz Cheney mindset. That's exactly the mom jeans Mitt Romney mindset. Absolutely incredible. Hold on. Real America's voice is voting out Rhino. So this idiot is so wrong and not speaking. Hold on. I didn't see the rest of that. And not and so wrong for not speaking. I couldn't see it all. Sorry. The, it's going too fast. It's going too fast. But long story short, folks, long story f- short, that same mentality is why we're, why we're getting rid of people like you. Now, I will give Mom Jean's Mitt Romney credit. I will give him credit. He did come out and say Liz Cheney will never be a presidential nominee. So I will give him credit. I will give him credit on that. But for everything else in the world that he's ever done, he's absolutely wrong. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I must apologize. I must apologize for something. Let me go ahead and pull this video up. I must apologize for an attack on Dan Crenshaw last week. Now, not to say that this attack wasn't warranted because it was, okay? But I got caught up in sharing a screenshot last week of a very real tweet put out by Dan Crenshaw endorsing Liz Cheney. However, somebody, and I wasn't the only, uh, I guess you can call high-profile person that shared this, because it went all the way up to Trump Jr. as well. But somebody took this endorsement of Dan Crenshaw and changed the date on it. It was a real tweet and it was a real endorsement of Liz Cheney. But they changed the date on it as if it was a brand new endorsement. Now, one thing I'll say about Dan Crenshaw. Yes, he's a rhino and yes, he should be voted out of office. But I will say I'm sorry. And I want to play this video where Dan Crenshaw is actually acknowledging this. So here we go. From some trolls on the internet that I endorsed Liz Cheney in her primary election. Obviously not true. Now what these people are doing is spreading around a very old tweet like over a year and a half ago where Ooh. I say nice things about Liz. Back when we all supported her, I voted for did. her for conference chair. And never then she did. went off the deep end and we all stopped supporting her. Now, I was in Jackson Hole this week, but with Kevin McCarthy. Well, there you go. Who was supporting Liz's primary opponent. And then we congratulated her. So the truth here is that there's people on the Internet who lie to you and they continue to lie to you. And they especially like lying about me because they know that you'll click on it. So whoever shared that with you and took the date off, cropped it so you couldn't see it, couldn't get the context, whoever did that, unfollow them. They're lying to you now and they'll keep lying to you. So, so I, I have from to some say, trolls on- I have to say that I do apologize because I got caught up in that as well. Now, let me the then major say... development overnight. And hold assa- on, stop that. Let me that, now let me say butts, because butts are for farting, right? And the only thing that I see when I see Dan Crenshaw is something that comes out of a butt. Now, had you not been a real rhino, nobody would have done that. Had you not really endorsed Liz Cheney a year and a half earlier, nobody would have done that, okay? Had you not been hanging out with Kevin McCarthy, nobody would have done that. So you kind of made your own bed and you laid in it. However, I will say that I am sorry for posting a screenshot edited picture of you actually endorsing Liz Cheney with a different date. I will apologize for that and only that. And like I said, I will always, 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 always apologize when I feel like I may have misled you. Uh, and basically, I, was, uh, I shared that to a little... Uh, 
it is what it is, right? I'm sorry. It is what it is. Having said that, folks, I do want to go and tell you right now, uh, I missed one day this weekend while I was gone. I missed one day of Field of Greens, and it absolutely threw me off. That's the one thing. If you do order Field of Greens using the promo code LFA, and you get yourself on a day-to-day regimen of taking Field of Greens, cleansing yourself. If you miss a day, you'll feel like absolute crap. Now, I wasn't sick or anything like that. I just felt off. I felt lazy. I slept a little later. I didn't have that pep in my step. I didn't have that focus. Maybe it was because I was on vacation and I was trying to get rid of focus. But long story short, ladies and gentlemen, if you miss a day, you're going to feel off. So that's the one thing about Field of Greens is it is a constant cleanser. Your body is so dirty from so many years of toxic intake, whatever it be, food, drink, air, whatever. Your body is so incredibly broke down that when it starts getting these nutrients, it feels weird. It feels weird to detox this way. I've never detoxed in this manner, in this way, using a product that's just natural, full of uh, fruits and vegetables. But it's a natural way of detoxing, a natural way of cleansing. So ladies and gentlemen, just like the old days, let's get rid of these cancerous products that we're shoving in our bodies. Let's go and get our daily use of, our daily necessity of greens and of vegetables, ladies and gentlemen. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code LFA. Order your three-month supply now, or at least a month to try it out. But you look at everybody in here, they're talking about it. I'm not saying it. They're saying it. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code LFA. And let's all get clean together. Jeremy, I ordered mine Wildberry. It's really good. See, here you go. I'm on my third day. Rosebud said of Field of Greens. One day made you feel that bad. One day made me feel not that good. It made me feel like I always felt. Not really bad, just not good. It made it feel like I'd never been taking it. That's what I meant by that. Not bad like I'm sick and I need it, not like a drug. Um, Dan C. doesn't think that we there was any cheating that Biden won, and I heard him say it. Exactly. He did say that, so he is a rhino. You're 100% correct. Bye-bye, Lemonhead, said American Girl on Getter. That's true, Jeremy, said Kathy. I just emailed the turd. (laughs) I love it when people call somebody else a turd. It's so funny. I just emailed the turd. Well, great. Great, great, great. All right. Almost 4,600 people on Rumble. Almost 2,000 people watching on Getter. Let's get back to the news. Donald J. Trump is now doing what Donald J. Trump does best, counterpunching. Oh, by the way, folks, the show might be an hour and 20 minutes today. Just so you know. Just so you know. All right. Oh, look it. By the way, I can tell the difference in my work energy and overall health. See that? I'd never lie to you. Trump is going on offense, folks, counterpunching. This is what Donald Trump does best. And this is why we need Donald J. Trump as the leader of the Republican Party. Nobody counterpunches like Donald J. Trump. So let's get into this story, folks, because he is now saying that he is going on the offense and will be filing a major motion in response and as a counterpunch to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Now, I will say, let's go back to a week ago when I said, is this Donald Trump baiting the FBI? Did Donald Trump literally put that laser pointer or that fishing pole out there to catch the FBI so that he could once and for all go after them and take them down for their constant 24-7, 365 days a year attack on the greatest president that we've ever seen in our lifetime, ladies and gentlemen? It might just be. On Friday... Donald J. Trump, the real president of the United States of America, said he will be filing a major motion soon in response to the illegal and illegitimate raid of his Florida residents. 
Quote, a major motion pertaining to the Fourth Amendment, search and seizure, will soon be filed concerning the illegal break-in of my home, Mar-a-Lago. I love the way he says the illegal break-in because that's what it was. It was not legal. It was not legitimate. It was an illegal break-in. Unbelievable. Um, Illegal break-in of my home right before the ever-important midterm elections. My rights, together with the rights of all Americans, have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. Remember, they even spied on my campaign. The greatest witch hunt in the United States of American history has been going on for six years with no consequences to the scammers. It should not be allowed to continue. Trump posted that on Friday. Now, the Fourth Amendment, for all those who don't know, is a right is an amendment that protects Americans' uh, rights against unreasonable searches and seizures by the government or by law enforcement, period. And then, quote, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, not should not be violated, not can't be violated, shall not. So what are the consequences? And no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause. But yet we don't know what the probable cause is because the DOJ does not want you to see the affidavit that they use to get that probable cause because there is no probable cause. Supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Guess what? Even by the allowance of the search warrant, they still went beyond that and searched rooms that were not on that search warrant. And they took persons, things, private things that were not involved in that search warrant. So even if the the affidavit is real truthful and legal, which it's not, that's why they're not trying to show it to you. Even if that's the case, they still went outside the parameters of that jurisdiction and went through rooms they weren't supposed to, cross-dressed in Melania's closets, like the LGBTQ community loves so very much, and took his personal things all outside the scope and the jurisdiction of the illegal and illegitimate warrant that was signed by the Epstein lawyer, uh, Bruce Reinhardt. So ladies and gentlemen, Trump is going on the offense. He's going on the offense, and let me ask you this. Other than Trump getting cheated by the entire apparatus in Washington out of an election, tell me when Trump loses. Tell me a Trump loss that actually remained a loss and never got overturned outside of losing the election, which is stolen, so you can't count that as a fair loss. Name me one time Trump loses when he goes against these deep state scumbags. Name me one time. He beat them. Every single inch of the way. He beat them within an inch of their political lives every single time he went up against them. We have 992 rumbles. Let's see 1,500 before we leave. If you're watching on another platform, I'll ask you to come over, ladies and gentlemen, and rumble the video here. Now, what is that going to lead into, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it's going to lead into a major, a major, major red wave here in the midterms. But before we get to that wet red wave, do you want to know what's interesting about this FBI raid that nobody's talking about? You guys all remember the FBI botched, um, the FBI botched operation in Michigan, right? With the attempted kidnapping of Governor um, Whitmer. Well, we found out that it was the FBI the entire time that nobody was found guilty. Do you know what a lot of people don't know? Is that the FBI field officer that was chief in command during the botched Whitmer plot 
was restationed and moved to the district that covers what home? I'll give you a hint. It starts with M and ends in O. That's right, folks. The chief FBI field officer, who is no trouble, by the way, in no trouble for concocting the Whitmer kidnapping plan, which was completely fake, was reassigned and moved to the district that covers Mar-a-Lago. Well, ain't that something? Woo! The pieces just keep falling upward. Ah, here we go. Stephen D. Antonio. D apostrophe A T U O N O. Stephen D. Antuono. Antuono, we'll call him. I think it's Antuono. Antuono. Oh, this is gold. This is gold was the head of the FBI's Detroit field office as the Bureau was investigating a supposed kidnapping attempt against Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Just the News, John Solomon notes, that a trial testimony alleges that the plot wasn't just investigated but instigated by the FBI, with the jury hearing that the Bureau's informants gave drugs to those who were eventually charged in the plot before recording their conversations and sometimes outnumbered the plotters During the meetings, do you get what I just said? There was more FBI agents than there was bad people who were concocting this plan and giving drugs to these people to get them to say things that they didn't even know what the hell was going on on tape so that they could kind of entrap them, all right? Now, ladies and gentlemen, he should be charged for a criminal uh, offense for that, but no, no, no. Instead, he's currently the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, which means he's also the guy who's in charge of the office that is investigating the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot that the FBI also was in charge of. It's also responsible for raiding the home of President Trump's estate at Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. Well, isn't that just something, folks? Isn't that just something? Isn't that just a dink? Isn't that weird? It's all coming to light, ladies and gentlemen. Look at it. It all comes to the top. All of that mold will rise to the top and we'll scrape it off and we will continue making America great again. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen D'Antuano is the FBI handler who botched the, uh, the, the well, basically concocted the entire Whitmer thing and then found out that he was the one in charge of it. He's also the one in charge of gathering intel for the January 6th unselect committee. And he's also the one overseeing the Mar-a-Lago raid. Isn't that something else? (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think we have, I think we have, do we have, uh, in Michigan? Yeah, we do. Okay. We have Ted Cruz actually exposing this. And I don't think anybody was giving Ted Cruz uh, credit for this. Let's go ahead and play this video, shall we? That case ended up an absolute debacle where the four people who went to trial, two of them were acquitted, two received mistrials. None of them were convicted on even a single charge. And the basis of the defense was entrapment that the FBI, that paid enforcements for the FBI, had suggested and had incited the conduct. Let me ask you. How many FBI agents were disciplined or reprimanded after that disastrous case and the misconduct that led to every defendant being acquitted or having a mistrial on every charge? 
Uh, Senator, I can't comment on any personal Of course you can't. Can You're fired. You that, that case, as I understand it, is now pending a, uh, a retrial, as I understand it. Well, the special agent in charge of that case has now been sent to D.C., to the Washington, D.C. office, and now leads the investigation regarding January 6th. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right to me. That does not sound right. The, the, <laughs> the name of the individual is Stephen D'Antuno. He was, he was run out of the FBI Detroit field office. And by the way, I will point okay. out that the lead investigator, Special Agent Track, are you aware that he was apparently fired for allegedly beating his wife after coming home from a swingers party and he'd made multiple derogatory political posts about President Trump showing political bias? Are you aware of that? I am aware of, I think, the incident you're describing uh, and action that was taken about it. Uh, to clarify on the first part of your question, uh, Mr. D'Antuono was the special agent in charge of the office, uh, the Detroit field office, and is now the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office. I thought you were asking about the agent who oh, was Oh, what's the matter, the Christopher Ray? The guy in Ray? charge got promoted. What's the matter, Christopher Ray? You thought that Ted Cruz wasn't going to know that and then caught you in a lie? He caught you in a lie. Oh, I didn't know you were talking about that. I thought you were talking about something else. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, how many people could we be talking about there, Christopher Ray? I can't comment on that. I am so sick and tired of people saying they can't comment on something. That is their job. How are we? We need to put something into law that says if these people come to Congress and they're in front of Congress and they're asked a question and they say, I can't comment on that, you're immediately fired. Your job is to comment on that, you scumbag. Let me ask you all this. If you're called into your, into your boss's office and your boss says, look, I need X, Y, and Z from you as a, uh, as for an oral report, or I need reports from you, and you say, I can't do that, how long do you think it's going to be before you're fired? You see what I'm saying? There's got to be a law in the books that says if these people that work for the American people don't answer questions, then they need to be reprimanded or fired right away. He got caught lying right away in real time. In real time. All right. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Red waves, red waves, and more red waves. The Republican Party has a five-point lead in the generic congressional ballot. Now, I don't know if you guys know what a five-point lead is when in the congressional ballot, but it's absolutely huge. It is a huge, huge deficit, if it's true, for Democrats to overcome heading in. And it's all because of this man right here, Donald Trump. J. Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. The generic congressional ballot tracks which party is leading heading into the midterm elections. A new poll from Rasmussen found that 46% of voters say they will vote for a Republican in November, over 41% saying they're going to vote for a Democrat. Now, here's the other crazy thing. The people that are voting for Republican, okay, all of those people that say I'm voting for a Republican in that poll are voting for a Republican. Guess what? All of those people in the 41% that say they're voting for Democrats are not going to vote for Democrats. They're only saying that out loud, in public, in front of somebody to be part of a poll because they don't want to be cancel cultured. They don't want to be defriended. They don't want their family to leave them. They don't want people to come after them and call them racist. Every single person in that poll that said they're voting for a Republican is definitely voting for a Republican. And every single person... That voted in that poll saying that they're going to vote for Democrats are lying. I guarantee you that number's more around 21%, not 41%.
And it lets me know, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be huge. Five-point lead doesn't sound like a lot. A five-point lead nationally is major. It's not like what you're used to seeing in a local race. Five points nationally is absolutely massive. And with only 81 days left before the midterms, with the Republicans having a five-point lead uh, to recapture Congress, that is massive, massive. This isn't the only poll showing this, by the way. A recent poll from Trafalgar, the Trafalgar Group, showed 46.9% will vote for Republicans, while only 41.6% say they'll vote for Democrat. 11.5% remain undecided. So, folks, that 11.5% is what we're after over the next 81 days, okay? We're going to put out short clips that actually go after the 11.5% undecided. We want a 16% swing by the time the... That's what I think is going to happen, by the way. I don't think there's an independent or an undecided out there who says, I think I might vote for uh, Democrats. I don't think that's going to be the case. Do you? Do you honestly think that people out there that don't align themselves with Democrats are going to actually go vote for Democrats? No, folks, that ain't happening. That is not happening. So uh, that 11.5%, is who we're going after for, this, for these midterms. We need them, okay? We need them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into what Joe Biden is going to try to do in um, preparation for getting trounced in November. Now, Joe Biden isn't going to do this. I shouldn't say that. The guy doesn't even know what number one and number two is. He goes in the same place, and that is his diaper, all right? But the Joe Biden illegitimate regime has enlisted a social media app to partner with a federal voting assistance program that the DOD is calling a national security threat. (laughs) Talk about desperation. If you don't think that there's a massive red wave coming, then you would not have the illegitimate White House partnering with a social media app that the Department of Defense is labeling a security threat. That's how upside down and hypocritical and, and disgusting this regime is. You've already had Facebook say they're going to meddle in the 2022 midterms. You've already had Twitter come out and announce they're going to meddle in the 2022 midterms. You've had Google, which owns YouTube, say they're going to meddle in the 2022 midterms. And now the Biden regime enlists CCP-owned TikTok to partner with the Federal Voting Assistance Program ahead of the 2022 midterms. It is well known, folks, that TikTok is owned by Beijing-based technology company ByteDance, which also found, uh, founded, was founded in 2012 by Chinese billionaire Zhang Yiming, who is connected with the CCP. Now, President Trump announced that there was going to be a national security threat and they were going to ban TikTok. Everybody went up in arms. The left said, what are you doing? Even politicians said, no, 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 no. And now the DOD came out since and said, TikTok is a national security threat. TikTok is a national security threat, said Department of Defense. But Joe Biden revoked President Trump's TikTok executive orders in June of 2021. In June of 2021, even the head of the U.S. Federal Communications, the FCC, requested that Apple and Google remove TikTok because of the implications made by the DOD. Joe Biden just welcomed TikTok into a formal partnership with the Federal Voting Assistance Program, a U.S. government agency set up to help overseas voters in the upcoming U.S. midterm elections. TikTok just launched their U.S. midterm elections center. Here it is, folks. There it is. There it is. There's TikTok's 
uh, TikTok's 2022 election center. Users of their app will be fed election information, not to be confused with what the CCP labels election misinformation. In 40 languages, and hopefully English is one of these, I doubt it, among other things, the CCP's TikTok will instruct people here on how to vote by mail in their respective states. How is that not a major violation, folks, when you've got the Department of Defense and the FCC saying that TikTok is basically a national security threat? It should be a crime for the Biden illegitimate regime to partner with them, to partner with them. But know it's happening, folks, and get your congressmen and women and your state senators aware of it and get them aware of it right now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on to the next story, one way that you can uh, get together and fight against this massive communism and this massive Marxism that is spreading across state by state in these sea from uh, in this uh, sea to shining sea America is AMAC. Join AMAC today. I saw people in here that said that they were already partnered with AMAC. They already joined. They're already members. They're getting their cards. So am I, ladies and gentlemen. It is a critical time in this United States to be vigilant in the defense of our freedoms. There's no better way to do so than by joining AMAC. AMAC is one of the fastest growing conservative organizations in America. Over 2 million people have joined, and you, you couple that together with the NRA, we've got 7 million. Second Amendment-loving, God-fearing Americans out there doing our best to put all resources together. Many hands make light work, giving you discounts all across the spectrum of retail, insurance, and everything else, just so we can have people fighting for us in D.C., and that is AMAC. You don't have to be a senior citizen. All you have to be is a God-fearing Christian, conservative and you can be part of a major, major family. Please go to amac.us slash LFA. All of the links are in the description on Rumble. Click link over there and join AMAC and uh, use the promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen. Please tell people that Abbott does not have the authority to close the border. That is not true. Abbott does have the ability to close the border in his state. He definitely has the, the security or the ability and the power to secure that border in his state. All he has to do is declare a state of emergency and an evasion at the southern border, and he has every right and every power in the state of Texas to close that border in Texas, just like Governor Doug Ducey does right now in Arizona, just like Governor Gavin Goslight has in California. They do not need the federal government help if the federal government is not doing their job. So I just want to make that very, very clear. Now, staying in Texas, since we're talking about Texas, very, very important that we get on this topic. Um, in Texas, ladies and gentlemen, right now, K-12 through teachers are urged to take an LGBTQI pedo plus training, mandatory, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's not mandatory. I guess it's just urged right now. It will be mandatory, though. You mark my words. On a taxpayer's dime. And the course materials, ladies and gentlemen, is definitely brainwashing students. Once again, thank you to the Gateway Pundit for this story. There it is right there. Be a beacon. Supporting LGBTQIA+, Youth 101 Outreach Program. The Austin Independent School District in Texas urged K-12 teachers to attend a training seminar on how to create supportive learning environments for LGBTQI pedo students as young as five at taxpayers' expense. 
The documents presented in the Be a Beacon gender course were obtained by a public information request and published by the Washington Free Beacon on Saturday. Folks, let's go ahead. Let's open this back up and check this out. Here it is. Here's some of the material. See that? There it is. Nice and bright and beautiful and shiny. Gathering people's eyes. Austin is a major liberal place anyway. Any, as it is, the course materials instruct teachers to define gender identity as one, one's authentic identity and the innermost concept of self as male, female, neither, or both. Let's go ahead and bring this up. Sex assigned at birth, gender expression, gender identity, sexual orientation. Look at the disgusting piece of trash that they use as a mascot. A bearded tranny with hairy arms and pimples all over the backside of his arms and pink hair. Yay! That's something we want to look forward to. The training documents offers teachers an example of how to respond to a girl who is confused about her sexuality and gender identity, saying this, a 14-year-old youth who recently asked to be called Ronnie, not Veronica, discloses to you a desire to go by their pronoun. pronoun excuse me. A slide in the tri- uh, training present- presentation states, Ronnie wants to cut their hair short, but isn't sure how their parents will react making them feel anxious. Ronnie is also stressed because while they have been dating, while they have been dating Julie and came out as a lesbian in seventh grade, they have started to have feelings for Ted, who identifies as a male, and this can be confusing for them. The course concludes that gender questionnaire that asks, what is a boy? What is a girl? How do you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember all the way back in kindergarten cop, the little five-year-old kindergarten teacher or kid says, boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. That's how you tell. Start making things. We are so afraid to be real in this country anymore. We are so afraid to be real because we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And I watched a a Nick Jr. commercial while I was on vacation on TV. They have cable there, and I was just the cable channel was on. And here's how they're doing it, folks. The LGBTQ pedo plus movement has gone from saying accept us to embrace us that's the difference they don't want you only to accept their sexual desires they want you to embrace them and that's where we draw the line i will never embrace that garbage i will never address uh, embrace that sexual immorality and that sexual impurity in my household never 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 will i embrace that kind of disgustingness in my household just like i won't embrace lying just like I won't embrace cheating, just like I won't embrace uh, stealing, thievery, just like I won't embrace any of these disgusting sex, uh, sins that they want you to embrace and not just accept. It's disgusting and we're not going to do it. So reach out to your, te- uh, your schools in Texas, in Austin, Texas, and tell them, no thank you, thanks but no thanks. Speaking of Texas, did you guys know that a federal immigration magistrate and a licensed attorney in Texas by the name of Timothy Jaffet was arrested this weekend for suspicion of human smuggling and resisting arrest? Oh, he was. There he is right here. Here's your federal uh, appointed magistrate, basically a federal immigration judge, and he was driving these illegal aliens around. That's right, folks. How deep is the deep state? Well, a Texas licensed attorney who's also signed as an immigration magistrate by the federal government kind of like Bruce Reinhardt in Florida, was recently arrested in Kinney County, Texas. Raise your hand if you know where Kinney County is. 
on charges of smuggling a human and resisting arrest, according to Officer Constable Jimmy Fulin. What a... <laughs> How deep does it go? Timothy Jaffet is a lawyer from Texas who has 19 years of experience practicing family law, real estate law, business law, environmental law, divorce, employment law, and consumer law. Timothy attended South Texas's College of Law in 1998 and graduated with a law degree in 2003. He is now an immigration federal magistrate. And last Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, he was pulled over and resisted arrest because he had car full of illegal aliens. I wonder where they were going. I wonder where this federal magistrate, immigration magistrate, was going as part of this journey with these, uh, I don't know, illegal aliens. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I guess he was just giving these carload of illegal aliens a ride to safety. Long story short, you know what he was doing. I know what he's doing. Timothy Jaffet is a human trafficker. And I wonder how many others are human traffickers in our elected official, in our, in our elected courts, I should say, or federally appointed courts. I don't think he'll be practicing law any further. We got to move on, ladies and gentlemen, to another school district. No, oh, first of all, they were very, very successful, ladies and gentlemen, at getting God out of everything. They were very successful at getting God out of the public school, and they were very successful at getting God out of the public square. And now, one of the main states who's done it the most, or if not, at least competing for the number one spot in New Jersey. New Jersey is continuing their effort to erase our founding fathers as they have removed Thomas Jefferson from an elementary school. An elementary school in New Jersey is joining the woke trend to erase our founding fathers. Jefferson Elementary School, Jefferson, in South Orange, New Jersey, named to honor the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence, will be renamed Deliah Bolden Elementary School. Bolden was the first black woman to graduate high school from that area. So obviously far more important than the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence. For Marxism to take hold, everything that came before it must be burnt to the ground. The actions of today's radical leftists makes it clear that they are committed to erasing our history, whether it is through name changes, statue removal, or other methods to eradicate our American history. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the name of the school was Jefferson Elementary School, but it is now going to be named Delia Bolden Elementary School in South Orange, New Jersey. So if you listened, or if you listen to the show and you're from New Jersey, or if you listen to the loud majority, big shout out to Sean Farish, then do yourself a favor and do your community a favor and reach out to them and say, oh, how dare you? How dare you erase our founding fathers, you godless scumbags, you godless losers. And you want to know the best way to combat this, ladies and gentlemen, is stand outside the school on the school's opening day of the year with signs that say, our founding fathers will not be erased. Now, moving from one school that erases God and our founding fathers to another school in Florida that's erasing LGBTQ. As a Florida Christian school is urging LGBTQI pedo plus students to leave immediately. Woo! To leave immediately. Shout out to this school in Florida for holding true to their values of God, family, and country, and not going to allow the sexual uh, brain, do- uh, brain indoctrination, brainwashing of their school. 
A Christian school in Florida has announced that it will only refer to students by the sex they were assigned at birth and that students who identify as gay or transgender will be asked to leave the school. Grace Christian School, located in Valrico, Florida, is a private Christian school. On June 16th, school officials notified parents via email that the school would not accept any homosexual or transgender students any longer, and this was reported by NBC. Now, I will say, it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird, folks, that a Christian school is not going to accept somebody for who they are. That part, I don't really agree with. A Christian school, just like a Christian church, should open their arms and welcome anybody. However, comma, I've been saying for a long time that the churches and the pastors and the people of these Christian schools need to get stronger and they need to get tougher. And if that means fighting fire with fire, then that means fighting fire with fire. Now, they said, we believe that God created mankind in his image, male man and female woman, sexually different but with equal dignity. Therefore, one's biological sex must be affirmed and no attempt should be made to physically change, alter, or disagree with one's biological gender, including but not limited to elective sex reassignment, transvestites, transgenders, or non-binary gender-fluid acts of conduct. Students in school will be referred to by the gender of their birth certificate and be referenced in name in the same fashion. So basically they're saying, get on the train or get out of the way. Get, out of the, get on the train or get out of the way. You do not cater to this garbage, and I agree with what this Christian school is doing. Amen? All right. I need a drink real quick. We've got two, so- two stories to end the show on. I'm sorry we went long today, but it is a Monday, and we had to get uh, all these stories out. Two good pieces of news that those who left early should not have left early. Trump-appointed judge has blocked... Joey Applesauce's moratorium on federal oil and gas leasing. This is big news, and it's a big win for us. And thank God for Trump-appointed judges. Late Thursday evening, a federal judge blocked Joe Biden's moratorium on federal gas and oil leasing in 13 states that sued over the executive order. Shortly after being installed in January, Biden issued an executive order and put out a moratorium on new oil and gas leasing and drilling permits on federal lands. Several states, including states Joe Biden won, supposedly, in 2020, and the UT Indian tribe sued Joe Biden over this order. U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana Judge Terry Doughty A Trump-appointed judge said Thursday Joe Biden lacked any authority to impose the policy under Mineral Leasing Act and Outer Continental Shelf Lands Acts. Um, This is a big blow to the policy, a big blow that's been tied up in legal battle since January of 2021. And we got to thank the U.S. District of Louisiana, Terry Doughty, who issued this permanent, not a temporary, but a permanent injunction blocking the leasing moratorium in the ruling late Thursday evening. Dowdy wrote that President Biden lacked any authority to implement the policy under those acts that I previously just mentioned. So long story short, ladies and gentlemen, the court finds uh, Section 208 of the Executive Order 14008 as you do not have the authority, you do not pass go, you do not collect $200, and you do not have the right to stop oil and gas uh, drilling and on those federally leased lands. 
How do you like that? Gentlemen, Smarty Award of the Day goes to that federally Trump-appointed judge who put a permanent, a permanent block uh, and, and on, that, uh, on that Biden executive order. Biden just keeps losing, folks. He loses on his executive orders. He loses in court. He loses with policies. He's going to be responsible for being in charge when Roe v. Wade was overturned. The world knows Biden is nothing but one big, massive Failure, we're going to keep drilling in the United States of America, says that Trump-appointed judge. Now, here's the big news of the day, and the one I could not wait to get to. We save the best for last, as a court has also ruled that all taxpayers, that means you and I, can now sue the IRS for violating our constitutional rights. On data collection, folks, this is a big one. The First Circuit, U.S. Court of Appeals has just issued a ruling that taxpayers will be able to take the IRS to court for violating their rights with data collection. The court ruled that the U.S. District Court for District of New Hampshire was wrong to dismiss the court challenge based on an alleged lack of jurisdiction. Until now, the IRS has prevented federal courts from allowing any significant challenge to the IRS's data collection practices. A three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First U.S. Circuit Court has unanimously ruled in Harper v. Reddick that taxpayer James Harper can take the Internal Revenue Service to federal court for gathering private financial information about his use of virtual currency from third-party exchanges without a lawful subpoena. The IRS has until now successfully prevented federal courts from asserting jurisdiction over a significant constitutional challenge to the agency's unlawful data collection practices. The First, uh, First Circuit Court ruled that the U.S. District Court of New Hampshire Errored in its March 21 decision granting the IRS's motion to dismiss Mr. Harper's Fourth and Fifth Amendment challenge, the district court did not have the benefit of the Supreme Court's May 2021 decision, and furthermore, ladies and gentlemen, does not have the right to collect your personal and private data. So, you can join Mr. Harper and many others who are going to now file a lawsuit against the IRS now. Bad part about it is, is the IRS is going to turn around and come back after you, especially now that it has 87,000 new IRS agents. But with those new IRS agents, they cannot meddle into your personal and private affairs outside of you paying taxes on your income. So a big, huge win for the taxpayers against the IRS of this beautiful country. And thank you again to the federal court who said the IRS does not have that kind of power. God bless the United States of America. And God bless the fact that we live in a republic. A republic, not a democracy, folks. That is going to do it for Live from America today. I know some people dropped off because they had to due to work or anything else that they were working on. So I thank you for those who stayed. And I want you to remember, folks, that if you go to jeremyherald.com right now, 
major, major new discounts on back-to-school gear. And not only that, folks, we've got brand new items in the store. We've got your Faith, Family, and Freedom shirts right here. We've got your handcrafted Armor of God plaques, 11 by 17. We've got the new You Can't Beat God hats. We got the summer gear. We got the freedom towels. We got so much. Just go to JeremyHarrell.com. And thank you for all those who donate. I appreciate you. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. You are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. We will be back tonight at 5 p.m. Again, for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. Peace. Stop screaming that we first in America